What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digger Dulamite. That purple bling bling, yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 154 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just here, ready to talk about games. Uh, you, you love them. We love them. Let's talk about them. Indeed, indeed. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe. A.K.A. the Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Maxo Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, Bill? Not much, man. Just a eager beaver to ready to get here and talk about some games, of course. So I'm not maximizing my dollar. I am refraining from spending. So yay. <laughs> I am combing through my backlogs. So indeed. Indeed, yeah, didn't indeed. You, yeah, didn't you? Aren't you going to be doing that that backlog uh, thing on the on the interwebs where you where you post your games or something and you and you and you talk about or, or post the games that you've beaten in a year and all that good stuff and you get points and you can like get bragging rights? Aren't that, that's you? A, it's it's like a Herculean task for me to actually input every game i own into the damn database well not every game website. you own not every game you own just the games that you want to beat that's the thing like you, you can pick a handful of games because i've seen your collection and there's no way you can beat them all in your lifetime my lifetime kevin's lifetime or, or oh, i know i know lifetime at that point so so no I, i'm just thinking like you can pick like maybe five games you want to beat this year Put them on there and see how many you beat. I think that's a great thing. I think, yeah, the, I think we should have a contest with with our with our uh, with our listeners, and I think that we should start a gaming vessels, uh, like a gaming vessels area, and we all do a back. We all pick five games or maybe ten games or how many games we think, and 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 the first person or or the one who beats the most games on their list could get a prize i think that'd be a really fun thing why don't you let us know in the comments uh or respond let us know most likely on our discord um or or on twitter maybe who knows um let us know your thoughts about that you know would you would you be willing to do that let's put some let's put some money where our mouths are you know let's beat some games people <laughs> what are your thoughts let us know sound off in the comments yeah, and, and the, don't make us a bunch of cheesy, easy games to beat either. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be like it's got to be good games. I'm talking about like the Mass Effect Legendary Edition because that would count for three games if you beat them all. It has to wow. be this year. You know, I'm talking about you know something like um, what else? What's, what else is another good game that they'd have to beat? You know, like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Stuff like that, you know. Stuff yeah. that has, like, a, a minimum of, like, you know, 15 hours, you know. Some um, meat on the bones, yeah. Yeah, some, some really good meat, you know. 
Let us know. I'm serious about that. That sounds like a really good idea, you know, for us to for us to have like bragging rights in our in our in our group of uh, our group of friends, you know, and yeah, listeners. So the website that Desmond was referencing is uh, called Backlog. It's b a c k l o g g d dot com. There's no app for it as of yet, but uh, I know some people I follow on Twitter was using the app and they were using it as kind of their uh, resource tool. They kind of keep track of their one collection into the track, the games that they've beaten and the log games and so on and so forth. So it kind of makes it almost like a almost like a metagame in of itself. And I was looking at it just for the fact of one, keeping track of the games I wanted to play in my collection and two, uh, to like kind of make a, almost like a metagame within a game <laughs> of playing yeah. games yeah on there for it so you know it's like uh, i have a long weekend this weekend so you know it might be something might be something it will be something i'm gonna go ahead and register and take a look at and then start the slow steady uh pace of logging games in yeah um, yeah because i think joe's gonna do it regardless but i think it'd be kind of cool for uh for us to do this with our with our listeners you know and our friends and try to like kind of incentivize us playing these games you know and then you can and you can, you know, tell us if you liked the game you beat, if you liked it or not, you know, or did you like 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 a, you know, like a quick review of it. Like, did it suck? You know, do you want your time back? Did you love it? You know, would you beat it again? You know, just stuff like that. I think would be really really cool, and really would show um, show us, you know, like your thoughts about your games because I know you all sit here and, and listen to us, uh, but it'd be great to you know hear hear your thoughts about about these games that we play. So. So yeah, uh, sound off in the, um, uh, in the on the Discord or in Twitter or in the comments and let us know your thoughts about that. Indeed, indeed. So, <clears throat> excuse me. With that said, we are going to move on to our first topic on the docket, and as always, that's going to be the playlist. All right, Des, you kick things off this week. What you been playing, bro? Alrighty, so much sort of like what Joe did last week, I'm going to talk about the games that we all played together, and then we can kind of chop it up, um, and then I'll go into some of the games that I played uh, by myself. So uh, the first game that pops up in, in all in all three of us, uh, our our playlist is going to be Outriders. Uh, we we rode back into that game hard, like we are we're literally playing that almost every night um getting through it i think we're gonna beat it like um and we're doing all the side quests and and whatnot so um if the trajectory holds we're probably gonna beat it uh next week so by the time we record again i think that we'll be able to you know give you our thoughts about the ending of outriders um and move and moving into the uh the end game and uh let you know what's going on with that i have really you know i i you know really fell back in love with this game it's a good game you know the, it still has a little bit of glitches here and there um it's still you know uh it's still sci-fi network cheese uh, <laughs> but but i don't know like I, I for some reason it's is it's quaint and it's and it's funny and it's and it's it's in its schlock and cheese is actually a good game so yeah and yeah, so I know that Joe and I play it, and then we started again because we wanted to play the other a couple other characters. Uh, he's playing a Devastator, and I'm playing a Trickster, and we're we're kind of you know when we're not playing with Kev, 
Uh, we, we play those two characters. And then I have a solo character that I play by myself, and that's a Devastator. Just trying to see what they all play like. Uh, through our first playthrough, I played a, a, the Pyromancer, and I, we got pretty far on that. So I pretty much know what the Pyromancer, how the Pyromancer plays. So, um, and I like it. I, I think all of the classes play differently enough to where it's a different, um, it's a different uh, experience. Um, how about you guys? Uh, what are your thoughts on us returning to Outriders? And if you think that I'm, I'm, you know, correct in my assumption that we're going to beat it next week, I'll start with Joe. Well. I know we're pretty close, uh, just given the plot line and whatnot. So, and the fact that uh, we keep popping the uh, trophies, some silver, some, uh, pl- uh, what's the lower class tier of trophies? Just bronze. like the gold, bronze, yeah. So, so you know, and I know just by the plot line, I can't see if they're going to kind of, you know, keep milking it that much longer, but we'll see, you know, cause once we get to the end game, then we're getting to the new horizon content. And then from there, uh, see what it is as far as uh, looking at our gear and trying to get better loot and that kind of thing, which I'm not sure how much of a long of a tail that's going to have for me, at least and for you guys as well on there. I'm not sure if we're going to be playing this for months and months on end, trying to get better. Oh, roles. I can't see that. yeah, I can't see that either. So, but no. Depending, you know, it might be good, especially with different character classes, just like, you know, playing with the Devastator. Because I noticed with uh, the character class I'm playing now is that I like to sometimes get up in the mix and get, you know, up in front and doing some melee and that kind of thing, you know, with my Pyromancer. And it's just like I think the Devastator is going to lend to uh, a different type of play style. And if I, you know, want to go back to play the Trickster and do a little bit more like a sniping and... Uh, you know, kind of combat from afar that might, you know, be a way for us mm, to do that's another That's not how the trickster that... plays, though. Is that how the trickster plays? Okay. No, the trickster's up close, too. So no, the, the one that's like a sniper is the Technomancer. Okay, well, thank you for the clarification. So, not a problem. Know. But it's weird, though, because the Technomancer is, it can play medium to close range, too. All of them can play close range. It's just certain people have, are, were, certain people were designed to be certain, at certain distances, but in the end, it all kind of they, they all they all can they all can do uh, close, medium, and long range. It's just the they all can do it, but some are better close range than others, you know. But I think the the pyromancer and the technomancer can play any range, whereas the the um, the uh, devastator and the trickster, uh, sorry, technomancer and the pyromancer can play any range, whereas the the uh, trickster and the devastator are best for medium to close range. Yep. Do you have anything else to add, Joe? Uh, no, pretty much. I've been enjoying what we've been yeah. playing through with the game, and you know, I'm feeling uh, I'm extracting the maximum value by uh, <laughs> playing this game so much. And you know, obviously, this is a, a ploy into uh you know desmond and kevin waiting for me to try to extract all the value from looking for every chest and every uh last ounce of iron on the play field as well so it's Mm -hmm. it's great Uh, joe uh kev what about you yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it the and like i said in prior episodes i'm really surprised that they put this much work into making it making it fun because 
you know, like I said, the way they acted and the problems that that game was happen it was having before, I was just like, Psh, I got a whole bunch of other games I can be playing. So, <laughs> see you, see you later, because I think I traded it back at one point. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you are not having it. Yeah. So I went on ahead and got it again after watching that, um, seeing their videos that they did about the update and. It looks like they're taking it seriously, and after playing it, it's it's been a lot of fun. And to begin with, I liked Outriders before. I just thought the grind was ridiculous. Yeah, the grind was just ridiculous for better gear. It was it was absolutely insane. Uh, I'm still not seeing a whole lot of um, um, exotics. Uh, they they have a different naming structure. Like I think legendary yeah, are legendary. the exotics yeah. in this game. I forget what they call the purples. Uh, but I'm getting a ton of purples and a lot of the purples that I'm getting are, are really good. So if I, if I don't get very many legendaries, I'm not particularly upset because the weapons that I am getting have been getting the job done for the most part. So mm-hmm. they made a lot of changes to the RNG and and uh, they've made some changes to the base gameplay as well that have been beneficial. So uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, another game that Joe and I have been playing um, as well as our, our, our listener and friend uh, Gerald been playing Gen Zero and uh we we were really still burning through it um and it's been a lot of fun again it's much more of a slower paced uh first person shooter uh running around uh running around the valleys of where sweden where was where we're at yeah sweden yeah sweden has been uh pretty interesting uh doing a couple of uh missions around there and, and the game kind of has a has a uh it tweaks up the uh the ramp so it's been uh but it's been good it's been it's been really good and i i have enjoyed playing with the three of them because we're, our play styles are all kind of different so it's kind of funny <laughs> so so i uh, playing playing a pseudo i mean because you can make it a stealth game or you, you can make it just like a run and gun kind of game but but uh those robots do have a chin on them so it's 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 been fun. Uh, uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, no, I've been enjoying uh, Gen Zero quite a bit. In fact, uh, I know uh, we felt bad when we were playing on Monday because of the fact that, you know, Kevin can join in the Xbox chat because the Xbox app is, uh, you know, should be lit on Garbage. fire. Prob- yeah. It's on doo-doo there. cheeks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's doo-doo cheeks to the fullest extent. But, uh, you know, it's like I wanted to do a separate uh, single player playthrough just to kind of soak in some of the atmosphere of the game. And uh, because of the fact that it just runs off one save file, I am holding off on playing unless I'm playing with either you, Des, and or Gerald on there. So I'm kind of eager beaver. I kind of I actually downloaded on uh, PC Games Pass is I am actually you know, trying PC Games Pass to see if it actually works this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'll check to see if, if uh, the old, like, you know, sit and play anywhere thing will just carry the save over or if it's something I could resume a save uh, separately with that playthrough or not on there. But it's enough to where I'm, I'm really interested to see where this game goes. And 
I'm hoping that the uh, next uh, update that they'll add a uh, you know 60 frame 4K support for PlayStation because it might be worthy of a double dip. You know. Yeah, so. and it's and I know that uh, it's a, it's constantly on sale um, on on PlayStation due to your uh, PlayStation PSN account. So it just seems that it would be a no brainer for them to go over there and do it because it would increase their sales. But but we'll see. We'll definitely see. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish we were playing them more than, you know, the one time a week, you know, but, uh, you know, maybe and we we'll... can. I mean, that's the thing about it is, is, is the, the grind is, the grind is real in that game. And, and it's easy to get someone else back into it with us, you know. Oh, for so, sure. So if you want to play, we definitely can. Um, so, um, anything else to add to that, Joe? No, that's been, I've been enjoying uh, our continued playthrough of Gen Zero, and I can't wait to kind of dig into the game a little bit more because we're just right at the beginning after the introductory sequence mm-hmm. still. So, yeah, all those missions we have to do now. So, yeah. Uh, one of the games that I actually played solo without Joe is uh, Grim Dawn. I've been playing it, I've been loving it. I finally have my my two builds that I'm that I'm playing with the solo build and a and a group build uh so I, I'm excited I I've done all the research I've combed the 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 internet tomes and I think that I have two builds that I want I have a I have a you know run in run and stab up explodey type build and I have a pet build so so I'm I'm excited to play the game uh, that is one of the games that I'm that, that I am going to beat this year. I'm gonna put it on my backlog. I'm gonna beat it. You heard it here. You heard it here. You know, on this episode, episode 154, I will beat it, and you can call me on it if I don't. <laughs> but I'll it's beat done it. Deal. Done, done deal. Done deal. I beat it before December 31st. You heard it here. No more. No more creating new characters. Knock on wood. Who? Next week, hey, I started over. I created a new yeah. character. I found it that they released something, and I no, they probably won't even release anything, and I'll create a new character. <laughs> uh, I don't like the way the character looked, although there's no customization in the characters in that game. But I don't like the way it looks. Well, hopefully, it'll be different this time. Anyway, uh, I also played uh, Record of Lotus War, uh, Deedleet in Wonder uh, Labyrinth. It's a Record of Lotus War game, but basically uh, it is uh, a updated version of Symphony of the Night. Um, if Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It plays just like it. It looks just like it. Um, it's on Games Pass if you want to play it. I think you should. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good met- uh, Metroidvania running around. Uh, it's got a little bit of a... I'm not really familiar with the story of Record of Lotus War uh, or Lodas War, or, but it's um, it's interesting so far, and it's it's kind of a really nice time waster. It's got it's got a little bit of skilled combat in it. Um, there's this weird uh, aura or or spirit system they have where if you change to a fire or wind spirit, you can do different things, and you can. Um, uh, it, your 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 attacks get powerful if you level a lot from 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 one to three, um, and it's just a very interesting game uh, for 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 what it is right now. Like I have I really have no idea what I'm doing in the in for the story, but the action is really good. If you like a really solid Metroidvania type game, I think you should really check it out. 
Yeah, the uh, physical of that's supposed to be out next month, and it's coming out for like PS4, PS5, and uh, Switch as well. So yeah, yeah. Again, um, it's free right now on Games Pass. So if you want to try it out before you buy it, this would be the that would be the best way to do it. So so yeah, check it out. Um, also also Joe for some whatever reason said hey you want to you want to try out uh, apex legends and i'm like i never played that but then i actually did play it a long time ago <laughs> and i said okay you know i'll try a first person arena shooter i don't think i will like it uh battle royal but i'll try it i loaded it downloaded it loaded it i played through the um i played through the the tutorial again and i was like nope this is not a game for me, <laughs> and I immediately deleted it. So, yeah, uh, I just am not a first-person uh, arena shooter battle royale type person. It's just that's just not who I am. I do not have the situational awareness uh, or or the twitchy response reflexes in order to be any kind of good at games like that. I know I'm probably selling myself short, but uh yeah yeah it's a big it's, old miss me with that game yeah it's something that where you're gonna have to really just kind of play and fail play and fail for a while before you get the kind of muscle memory to be able to you know pick up on what's going on and obviously i know there's not enough of a, a hook in there for you to continue so i was kind of interested because i've i've listen to some podcasts they talk about apex and people will continue to play apex and so i am definitely interested to see what the hubbub is on there well, you know well they did a they did a like a an update on it and so the graphics are supposed to be better i looked at i looked at a little bit of the stuff and i guess they i don't know if they added some new characters but it's a new it's like a new map and it's like a oh new, yeah it's, it's been reiterated for you thing day. you know in fact uh, i didn't put it in news but uh, there was uh leaks of a ps5 and xbox series x um versions of the game yeah, going to be released pretty shortly and it's going to feature from what they said um possibly up to 120 frames a second you know just all the bells and whistles for current gen consoles so yeah uh enjoy all you folks who don't who do that just enjoy knock yourselves out you know make it work for you uh but i will not be playing it so um and then lastly, I played uh, Tricky Towers. I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's a competitive uh, physics-based Tetris game where you are stacking blocks like Tetris, but uh, it's physics-based. So if you slam it down too hard, the it'll shake the other the other uh, tiles. Um, when you play competitively, you can uh, do dark magic to affect your other the other your opponent's pieces, either making them bigger, making them different weird shapes, you know, all kinds of things. Or you can do the light magic, where you basically just use it in order to you know solidify your shapes, make them sturdier and stuff like that. It's a pretty fun game. It's a really nice time waster. I was watching some people online play it. And and uh, it just looks really fun. So if anyone is interested in playing Tricky Towers with me on PS5 or PS4, let me know. I would love to get like a little league started. It's it, it's a pretty fun little game. And what I like about it is the matches are relatively quick. 
So it's not super, super long winded. You can play a little bit of it and then move on to something else if you want. Um, but it, it's pretty fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, and again, this is just like a palate cleanser, something I can play while I'm waiting for Joe uh, to finish his, you know, domestic um, schedule at, at, at his house. Because he's so domestic now. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I've been enjoying it. So, if you want to play, let me know. Uh, mention it in the comments or in the Discord. And we can play. It's fun. Yeah, I'll download it. It was a PlayStation Plus game way back mm -hmm. when. So Yeah, so it's free. I mean, you, I mean, if you if you put it in your if you put it in your stuff, then you then you'll have it. So yeah, but uh, I really I really enjoyed it. So so definitely take a chance on it if you haven't um, if you haven't. So uh, that's all for my playlist. Uh, Joe, what is your playlist? Um, little to none, basically. A lot of my gameplay this week was all multiplayer with you, Desmond. So uh, it only. Was. Uh, only other thing I kind of delved into is I turned on my 3DS for the first time. And I think I turned it on like six months ago just to charge it and was intending on, you know, firing it up again. And obviously I didn't. So I just kind of fired it up. I booted up uh, Dragon Quest Eight just to remember, you know, where I was in the game. It's kind of hard, especially when you're playing a game with you had so many hours invested in to go back to it months and months later and try to figure out where you left off in the story and what you were actually doing because you yep. kind of gain some momentum as far as, okay, I'm building up to, you know, level up my character in a certain way in the skill tree, so on and so forth. So, you know, I just played enough to get sort of, sort of my bearings where I was at. I kind of went in and because I did a, like a quick save on the 3DS and I got a ch chance to just roam around this one particular town and I happened upon a cutscene and I have an idea where I'm at now. I, whether I go back because I'm in the middle of a, a long playthrough of 11, which I haven't played in like maybe about a week and a half. So, you know... Um, I'm going to need to dedicate some time to get back to it. Now, whether I'm going to replay it from the beginning and, and scrub those 75 hours of gameplay, I don't know if I'm going to do all that. So I'll do my best to try to figure out where I'm at and kind of go from there. But, uh, you know, can't, 3DS... you, can't you talk to someone in your party that will that will uh, tell you where to go next? Yeah, um, there is some clue on there. And I kind of know where I left off to on the map, too, as well. So. Yeah, because that I would know, suck. <laughs> I, w I was actually kind of digging and doing some side stuff uh, last time I played the game, too. So I wanted to get an idea what side stuff I was working on, too, which I have a general idea. But I might grab a fact or something. But, you know, I'm just I want to make sure that I give 3DS its just due. I mean, pretty much uh, it used to be like the mainstay before the Switch came out where I was playing it at work. I was playing it, you know, in bed before going to sleep. You know, I was playing it on the couch while my ex-wife was watching TV. You know, I had uh, certain windows where playing the 3DS kind of made sense. And so, you know, I just uh, I want to find the need for it because I just kind of I miss it. So. No, I mean, that that totally makes sense. You know, um, I felt the same way. One of the things I forgot to mention was I had uh, started, I I turned on my uh, my PS, sorry, my um, uh, my Switch. And so I started playing uh, my Switch um, again, 
you know, real quickly, just, just, you know, I had to do a couple, it, my, my handheld, not the one that is connected to my TV. Your switch uh, light. Man, my switch light. And so I was, I was looking at my switch light and, um, I got, uh, the Phantom Brave and, um, what was it? Nomad, something, another. Anyway, I started playing those games and, and it's been, um, really interesting uh playing playing those uh games on the handheld it really it really uh i don't know there's just something something about laying on the couch uh playing a game while the tv's going or something and just kind of like having that multiple you know stuff stuff happening that that i'm really like kind of i really have kind of fallen in love with again so um and it's been fun do you remember what that other game was joe well, uh, that's the Printy Presents uh, NIS Classics Collection with uh, Phantom Blade and Phantom Brave and uh, Soul Nomad. So. Yeah, Soul Nomad. Yeah, Phantom Brave was was has a crazy ass uh, uh, combat system, but the uh, the Soul Nomad is one that I'm really enjoying so far. I was telling the guys that it's like this. It's like a '90s or early 2000 or late 90s kind of anime where the protagonist is all like well it's kind of nowadays too you know the the like you, you have to share your body with a with a demon lord who was trapped in a sword and then you have to you and the power have to fight his his minions and the more you use his powers you he, he might take over your body so it's a very weird kind of convoluted story but it's like sure let's go but you know there's always that one rival that's like why wasn't i picked to be the savior of the world and you're just like oh so so it's just like normal you know tropes but but it's been fun and it's great to be able to um kind of rediscover rediscover those um those you know those those passions that you've had in the past so um anything else you played joe uh, no, that is it. Pretty much, that's just my go-to. I got you know three-day weekend this weekend, so hopefully I'll get some single-player gameplay through and play some stuff. So you got to make it happen, dude. Yep. Yeah. So Kevin, what you been playing, buddy? <clears throat> well, for me, it's been not a whole lot, but what I have been playing has just been really, um, really fun. Uh, I've, uh, <clears throat> I saw outside of Outriders, which we've already talked about, I've been playing a lot of Berserk, uh, Band of the Hawk, and that's kind of like my, I kind of treat it like my end of the evening <laughs> game, so yeah, I, I can turn that on and just do some muso and just kind of hack and slash, and that game is real, that game's really fun, uh, it, it helps that it's got a stable frame rate now. Uh, playing it on the PS5. Uh, last time I played the game was on the PS4, and it kind of struggled when things got a little hectic. It's still not a... I still wouldn't say it's a pretty game. Uh, I think there are other Musos uh, by the same company that look a little bit better, but the Berserk storyline is just so good. And I think they capture the characters pretty well for this style of game and it's 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 a lot of fun to play uh for those who basically you play as this character guts who carries this sword that is as big as he is (laughs) 
and uh, you just hack dudes in half. He's made his his living as a mercenary. He gets he joins up with this mercenary group called the Band of the Hawk, and some things play out. It, it's the manga is actually very good. I've read through the first. I read through the first arc. And I started the second. That's what I stopped reading it for whatever reason. It's a great, it's a great manga. It's very dark. A lot of terrible things happen to ter- to both terrible and good people in that mm. series. It's, but it's really good. The creator passed away, I believe it was sometime last year, mm-hmm. and I think it's continued on. I don't know who's picked up the reins at the uh, at. Uh, the company that the manga that produces the manga, but somebody has, I want to say it was the, the uh, picked he, that this individual was picked by the author before his passing. I want to say that took place, but I'm not hundred percent sure, but it's a great story. It is a great story. And, uh, and the game kind of follows that first arc but it's a, it's a lot of fun. So it's a muso still. So you're not doing a whole lot of thinking. It's just kind of something I can just kind of click my mind off and just kind of kind of zone out for you know thirty minutes to an hour as I'm moving through the game. But the other games that I have been playing have been uh, fan makes. These have been th- these are these capture these truly capture what. I find fun about beat 'em ups. And the first one I'll talk about is Legend of the Double Dragon. It is and both of these run on Open Bore, which is a free uh which is a free I guess you could say means of playing games like this, you know, for re- retro style. You know, this is on PC. Uh, and there's some technical stuff with open bore. There's a bunch of things that run off of open bore. Uh, a lot, a lot of retro stuff runs off it. But these these fan made games uh, also run off open bore. Um, Legend of Legend of Double Dragon is quote unquote technically free, but <laughs> the the people that develop it re- request a donation. And when they, when you don't, if you don't want to make a donation, they hide the download button. So, <laughs> wow. It, I'm sure there's some way that you can get it. I think, but you know, they're they're just asking for two bucks, and I I happily gave them my two dollars to get Legend of the Double Dragon. So basically, it is a reimagining of the super double dragon for the SNES. And I, I, the reason I discovered this was, uh, this YouTube channel, uh, shout out to top hat retro gaming. I think that's the name of it. It's a uh, top hat gaming man. Correction. And he did a kind of like a 30 minute documentary on super double dragon that it just kind of popped up in my feed and I watched it. And, uh, I I have Super Double Dragon. I still have my copy, and I love that game. I mean, I thought I thought it was the neatest thing since sliced bread, but many purists thought it was trash. <laughs> and the reason they thought it was trash was because 
it 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 felt rushed. I didn't get that since I, I I didn't get that feeling when I played through, and I've played through that game multiple times. Well, the company Trade West and um, the I'm not going to to pronounce the guy's name who headed it up. Uh, Trade West told he had bigger plans for Super Double Dragon. He had ideas for mid-bosses, uh, more attention to story, uh, a whole bunch of these different things. But Trade West wanted this game to come out at a certain time, and they were not giving him any leeway to add this stuff to the game. And remember, this is before patches, and this is before you know you could put out unfinished trash and then patch, hope, hope to patch, patch it up later. Yeah. So he had move sets and mid bosses and all these things that were left on the cutting room floor. And he was really bitter about not being able to get it out. And so they put, they put the game out. The game was, you know, I, again, I loved it. I thought it was dope, but what came of this, and I don't remember when legend of the double dragon started. It was uh, a group of programmers who, Loved the game and discovered the pitfalls of of it of the uh, original coming to market, and they decide to make their version of the game. Had they had the director had enough time to get the game out as he had originally wanted. And what is really super killer about this game? It's a hard game. It's way harder <laughs> than just the, the Super Nintendo version. But what they've done is they've incorporated the fighting styles from the first Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2, Double Dragon 3, and Super Double Dragon. So you've got four fighting styles between the two characters, and you can switch to different ones on the fly, mid-combo. And when you do that, you can also activate these uh, finishing moves, and they pulled finishing moves from... uh, kung fu movies i mean oh, wow. the, like they've they've got the one of the finishing move is from uh bruce lee's fight with chuck norris when he when he finished him off and and i go what was that was that uh, was it mark for death return of the dragon return of the dragon okay yeah. return of the dragon and like a whole bunch of these uh there's a ton of them and the way you activate it is whatever fighting style you're in you switch to a different one. And as you, depending on which fighting style you're in and the one that you switch to activates that particular finishing move. And you can like extend this to make, create ridiculous combo strings. I mean, it it is, it's actually ridiculous. Like they've, they've included uh, some fighting, some finishing moves from like uh um, what's that? What's that? Uh, it's that Microsoft fighting game. I forget. The, I uh, the combo breaker, killer, you know, instinct. That, killer instinct. Yeah, they've got killer instinct moves. They've got uh, Street Fighter moves in it, and it's all and all of this plays like Super Double Dragon did, except you're switching styles. So if you're playing Double Dragon Two style. You've got you punch in one direction, but you always kick behind you. So you can even switch styles depending on if you're being surrounded by enemies 
and change your change your combat style that way. It it is really good. Uh, the graphic style is just like Super Double Dragon, so it looks like you're playing the SNES version. You, you there's um, video, <clears throat> there's video. Uh, you can make uh, video options, so you can play 16 by 9, and it's a little bit stretchy, but it still looks good. Or you can play the original, uh, uh, the the original uh, uh, view ratio. This game, it, it's it's freaking fantastic. It it is very very good. And if you're a Double Dragon fan, I don't care which one, which version, whether you're eight bit, arcade, sixteen bit, I, I you have to check this this game out. And it is definitely worth the two dollars. The two dollar donation for the folks that that uh, that made this game is called Legend of the Double Dragon, and I have just been having an absolute blast with this. A uh, quick question: Can you play with a joystick or a controller? Yeah, it's 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 pad recognizable. The That's only awesome. thing that I the only thing that that I would that you that I'd recommend is that you play either with uh you play with a Microsoft. Uh, controller you can play these games with playstation but like uh legend of the double dragon you if you want to play with a playstation controller you have to use a, a third party uh, a third party pad app to oh, okay. to make it work and, and it, to me when you're dealing with with games like this the simpler the better so you probably want to use a either a pc or a Microsoft controller to play these games, um, and it, it, it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and you can play two-player. There is a way to play online using a multiplayer app, and I forget what it's called, but you have to jump into that, and then you kick the game off in some kind of way they connect, and uh, you're able to play multiplayer, so I guess you do that and then jump into something like uh, Discord and be able to talk talk to whoever you're playing with. But That's cool. It's it, got multiplayer, too. Well, it's not baked in. You have to access it through this third-party app. But it, you can't play multi... You can play couch multiplayer, but you can't play online multiplayer okay. uh, natively. You gotta you have to download this app. It's, I think it's free, this third-party uh multiplayer app that it that it uses and the other game that i've been playing that's also fan made that is also hard as nails that is just freaking amazing just like legend of double dragon is final fight lns and mm -hmm. uh lns is a group of um programmers out of mexico and these guys love beat-em-ups i mean they have a youtube channel that I discovered once I, you know, once I just this and the name this game just kind of popped up on my YouTube feed. They have a YouTube channel where they stream beat 'em ups on Twitch and YouTube, uh, retro games, and these guys got together and their favorite. I, I want to say their favorite beat 'em up is Final Fight. So they came up with this idea, and they they even have this <laughs> this, this ridiculous story. Uh, for the game, so they came up with this idea for uh, Final Fight LNS, in which uh, Chun Li beat in Chun Li beats uh, M Bison in Street Fighter Two, and uh, 
M. Bison gets a hold of a time machine some kind of way, and he goes back in time to <laughs> to Metro City right before the events of Final Fight, the arcade game. Wait, what? And, yeah. <laughs> and he joins forces with the Mad Gear Gang, which is the name of the, the, the group that you fight it in, in uh, Final Fight. And he's using Mad Gear to, and his, uh, he's got like a cloning, and Bison has like this cloning machine. So they start cloning <laughs> Mad Gear. <laughs> Mad, and this is all in the, in the freaking, I mean, they put some time into this. It's, it's, it's bat crap crazy, but it, it's hilarious Sounds and like it's it. wonderful at the same time. So that's why you have all these multiple axles and two Ps and <laughs> all these dudes that look alike. They're all cloned by M. Bison. So Chun-Li finds out about it, and she petitions, like, all of the street fighters. And not only that, but she goes to the folks over at SNK and everybody sets aside their differences. So they go to Metro City to uh, put a stop to him, Bison. <laughs> so what, what, what is so crazy dope about this is that there's like six, once you open them up, there's like 50 or 60 characters that you can play as. Each one has their own a uh, simple move set like you start off with access to street fighter characters so you can play as chun li uh zangief uh ken ryu uh akuma and uh fei long which is who i started out with um uh, uh what's the other guys the uh uh dudley is in there you've got uh and a whole bunch of other bunch of other street fighter street fighter characters um the uh the kickboxer the black kickboxer from um, street fighter 2 i can't remember i can't remember his DJ. name he's in, DJ, he's in there no, so, so you got, sorry, sorry dj was capoeira you're talking about sagat got, yeah sagat's in there too okay, uh, so you have, too? yeah so you got all those characters from like uh, the street fighter 2 game then they add street fighter 3 characters that's where dudley comes in dudley alex um the ninja girl just like a ton of people and then from s and k they bring over kyo and terry bogard i mean it, it's it, it, it it's a grip of people and you unlock them as you play the game there's a whole bunch of different modes there's a whole bunch of different skill levels and this game is freaking amazing um sounds like it damn it is it is it is super dope it, it, <laughs> You can I you can build like combo strings in like the hundreds without without breaking a sweat. I mean, I was doing like a hundred and hundred and twenty combo strings with Fei Long like really easily. And the, but the game you can build those combo strings easily, but the game is hard. It, it, it is really hard. Like when you get hit, everybody that's on the screen will just like zero in and they will combo you to death if you don't if you wow. don't do like a special move uh to knock them away from you it, this game is no it, it is no joke so you gotta you gotta have your your crowd control your situational awareness you gotta understand the the tool sets that each character has and most of the characters from what I've seen 
control have control basically the same. Uh, they even had they even built in the um, the Capcom beat 'em up uh, macro, which is punch three times and on the fourth hit you push forward or backward to throw the your opponent in whichever direction. In this game, it's on the fourth hit you push up or down, and you can either throw forward or uh or backward but what's neat is that each character kind of has like they can add a little something after the throw like if you're like phalon when he throws he can go like into this uh uh his chicken wing move that's what they called it in street fighter 4 which is kind of like uh his beating dragon kick but it kicks it hits you multiple times mm-hmm. and it, oh man it, this game is so is so dope it is so dope. So I and, and that it and it is a hundred percent free. In fact, when you start the game, uh, in the attract screen, they say, "If you pay for this game, you got scammed." Wow. <laughs> so uh, they have their own website. You can download it straight from them. Uh, and uh, it, this game, this game is absolutely absolutely fantastic. Absolutely and it's. Fantastic. And it's pixelated. It, it looks just it, like it is. Looks just like Final Fight. All the characters look like they are in the. Uh, well, the 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 graphics presentation of the characters that you use are from the version of the game that they're from. So if you're playing Street Fighter Turbo characters, which is who you start out with, they look like Street Fighter Turbo, Ryu, Ken, Cami, whoever it is oh, okay. that's in there. So they look like them. But when you start getting into some of the newer characters, like they pulled um, some of the SNK folk from uh, like uh, King of Fighters. What was that one that came out just before uh, King of Fighters 13? So they look like that. Some of them look like that. So, But for the newer characters, they kind of gave them this, put on this graphics filter that makes them look like they're from the Final Fight universe, from that Capcom pixel style. Mm-hmm. Like um, Jury, which I think she she made her appearance in Street Fighter Four. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, in Street Fighter Four, they gave they gave her a pixel uh, a pixel filter that makes her look like she's from Final Fight, and and it it's super dope. Wow, this, this game is absolutely amazing. So it sounds like it. Yeah. So if, you know, for the and you don't need a strong PC to run this. I mean, these are these are, you know, I don't know what what the, like uh, Final Fight was a gig, and I think Legend of Double Dragon was like half of that. So yeah, so yeah. it's not going to tax your computer at all. Not taxing your computer at all. But if you like beat 'em ups at all. A casual fan, hardcore fan like me, I, I could not ha- recommend these fan-made games highly enough. These are just absolutely amazing. Well, damn, thank you. Shit, I yeah. I might have to check that out. Check them yeah. out. Yeah. So that is what I have been up to this past week, and with that, we are going to move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. So, Dez, you got the mic, bro. All righty. So, um, for this week's main event, our question was, what is your most zaniest off-the-wall prediction for gaming in 2022 that might 
just might have a chance of coming true or have a chance to come true. Uh, let us know your predictions and we'll discuss it on our next podcast. Uh, and this got some interesting, um, this got a couple of interesting responses and that's what we were looking for. We wanted interesting and silly responses that hopefully would, we would love to see, but most likely we won't because you know, you know, the universe sucks. So no, just kidding, just kidding universe. <laughs> So uh, Willie D in, on Discord says, while it be while it would be nice to have a 4K 60 frames per second docked switch, my money is on it being a console similar to the Xbox Series S. I agree with you 100%. Um, for 2022, and in order to match the PSVR 2, I predict that Microsoft announces VR support for their consoles with a version of the HP Reverb G2. This headset does not require extensions external sensors so that is my off-the-wall prediction i give it a one to two percent chance of reality uh joe since you are res since you are our resident vr expert what are your chances of will d's you know zany off-the-wall prediction coming true uh microsoft really doesn't support vr for console for piece uh, xbox so it's uh you know, it'd be nice if it happened. Um, you know, it'd be good for other people to get in that space. Every time that, uh, you know, they ask the executives from Xbox about VR, they're kind of elusive. You remember that uh, that whole um, augmented reality thing that they were doing uh, at Microsoft never really got off the ground either. But, you know, I'm, ho I'm hoping, you know, the more people in the space, the better for uh, VR to kind of take hold. But, you know. I would, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's 100%. Um, if, if they were hopefully going to do something like that, that's, that is, you know, I mean, I would love to see, I would love to see Microsoft throw their, throw their hat in the ring and just, just at least say, Hey, that we're here. We, we have something to, we have something, but, but again, I just don't think it's in their wheelhouse right now because they could be, well, I don't know. I was trying to think about ways that they could monetize it, <laughs> you know, because they're all about monetizing and longevity at this point. So um, I think, I think if the, if the technology was further out or, or if it was a little bit easier to acquire or, or get masses to acquire it, they'd be much more into it. But I don't think I, Phil or, believes in the technology. Exactly. That's what I, I mean. Don't, I, I just don't think he does. And some of the th remember the one, the Xbox One X was developed in part to be a better console for VR. That was one of the selling points in the marketing that they pushed. Yeah. So I feel, I don't think Phil believes in the technology because they could have partnered with, uh, Valve's headset, that was one of the things that was often rumored when the One X was announced, that Microsoft would not produce their own VR headset, but that they would partner with a third-party one and just kind of link it up. That way they're not on the hook for the R&D for a specific one. Microsoft, I think, has a, heads, a VR headset that runs with uh, with Windows that they developed in, in conjunction with one of the PC uh, computer company manufacturers. I, I want to say it was, it wasn't Dell. It was another one that they developed it with. I, I can't remember it, but you know, there's the quest. There's, there's a number of different ones. They could have teamed up with, uh, with Samsung and just used the portable one. There's a there's a bunch of things that they could have done, but I don't think Phil believes in the technology at all. And he wants, I think, Microsoft will come in 
when you can get a VR headset that looks like a pair of regular sunglasses for 200 bucks. Yeah. That'll probably be, that'll probably be when they'll want to jump in. They want other, all the other people to put up the money yep. and uh, make the investment, uh, increase the technology to shrink it down where it's hundred percent wireless, not this cumbersome headset that, all of the VR headsets are to a certain degree. I'm sure PSVR 2 will be cumbersome to a certain extent. And you can get this stuff for two for, for two to three hundred dollars at the most. That's when you'll see them try to jump in. And then they'll just partner with somebody that has already put up the money and say, Hey, you want to link this to our, you know, Xbox Series 11 or 12 or 13 or whatever it is that they have. And and they'll just do it that way. That makes one hundred percent sense. You know, I, th- I think I think Kevin's probably on the money. Yeah, so. I mean, I know for Will, you know, I know he's a big proponent of VR, and to have Microsoft in the space would kind of be a nice nice additive. But you know, you never say never. You never know. It might come out of left field. And that's what the purpose of the question is. So. Yep, exactly. So Crucial Chase on Discord says, I predict that all the gaming companies come together to create an all-new gaming utopia, the new world, one console order. Um, unfortunately, that probably won't happen because because governments hate monopolies and so and and they like, you know, capitalist systems. So, uh they they won't allow that to happen just just in general because uh, they would not allow one gaming company just or or one gaming company to 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 prevail above all. Like this isn't Lord of the Rings, unfortunately. So so no, there will not be one gaming company. Although I think it would be kind of interesting to have a gaming utopia. That way that way the the ponies could lay down their hooves and the robots can lay down their their mechanized robotic hands of destruction, and we could all get together and sing Kumbaya, you know, and it'd be fantastic. But they've that's they've got one happen. already. It's called the PC. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you're right. you can. I guess you you're can, right. You can play Nintendo games. You can play PlayStation <laughs> games. You can play Xbox games. All r- right true. there. That's it, true. So that we, that's true. It's, it's there. You may yeah. have to do some roundabout stuff to you know. You may have to. R R it uh, a couple of times for you know for uh, some of your games <laughs> on the Switch, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's right that. there for you on PC. Yeah, yeah all the generations, all that stuff is right there. There you go. So, there's PC folks Master playing uh, Breath of the Wild and like widescreen and uh, Switch emulator going all cray cray up in the business. Who is this? So. Uh, well, there's a particular switch emulator and I, I, you know, I don't really mess with that because I rather play it on the actual native hardware on here, but they've gotten to where everything's like playing in 4k and widescreen and all this other thing where they're, they're taking these switch games and just basically going cray cray with things and adding all the bells and whistles on top. And so I always kind of look at that stuff saying, oh, what could actually be if Nintendo, you know, wanted to take things in this direction, possibly, you know what I mean? So, well, well, there you go. So PC Master Race, you know, will conquer all. Uh, okay. And lastly, but certainly not least, uh, your friend in mine, uh, Mr. Mustard Fred French on Twitter says, 
Uh, Xbox and PC uh, feel bad for us gamers and do a massive uh, price drop on expansion memory so I can finally stop installing and uninstalling games. Unfortunately, uh, capitalism is a thing. <laughs> and and so is um, so is uh, data mining, which is, you know, a, a, a thorn in computing side. So I don't think that uh, Xbox and uh, PlayStation, or I said PC first, but uh, it's Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, they're not going to do that. Um, they they want to get money from their peripherals, and they're just not going to um, allow that to happen, which is unfortunate. And that's why we're going to go out and buy massive, you know, one terabyte, you know, hard drives and hook it up to the back. I mean, I, I'm just glad that they're that they haven't put some weird ass code that 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 will stop you from putting plugging in peripherals, and you have to use their branded so to quote unquote uh mem expanded memory storage so i'm really happy that they haven't done that because that'd be some bullshit right there but oh uh, they learned from the pl uh playstation vita mind you yeah yeah i guess you're right yeah because that kind of was like people were like oh hell no so so we have power you know as as consumers we just don't flex it as much as we should i don't know but whatever um but yeah i i think that, that would be fantastic i'm rooting for you buddy like if you you know have a crystal ball and you're just toying with us and that really happens you know i'm i'm excited but I, unfortunately probably not yeah i think he's talking about the ssd memory though yeah you can yeah, get you can get that you can get you know you can you catch a black friday or a a, a Super Bowl deal on 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 you know platters you know hard disk drives you know I've got I've got a, a six terabyte I think I got that one for like seventy bucks yeah Black yeah. Friday Best Buy but he's talking about the SSD yeah. which yeah the the the, the super time will reduce that cost time yeah. and technology yeah. improvements will reduce that yeah but just not for a while probably because it's the new hotness so we'll see. Uh, what about you guys? Do either of you have any crazy zaniest, uh, zany, uh, off wall predictions for gaming in 2022? I'll let, I'll let Kev go first. I think Kev might have something that's funny. Yeah, the Amico will actually be great. <laughs> that mean, would be, that would be mine. <laughs> hope springs eternal, my friend. Hope springs eternal. Uh, the so. Amico will actually have physical media and not this RFD nonsense uh gosh what else would it be um that yeah that and that the amico would actually have a would actually focus on re remakes of classic games which is what it really should be instead of bringing all this other crap this mobile crap that you can play for free on ios and android and charging you 15 to 20 dollars in their store um yeah that would be that would be that would be great mm -hmm. uh, yeah i'm still bitter beer face about the amico it is what it is and you should uh, be that was <laughs> bullshit like they sold you something that 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 sounded really fantastic on paper and then like at the beginning and then every time they they they, they fill you in on what's coming up it's like well or or we decided and uh, maybe this and you're just like wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> Oh, oh uh, it, it, it's even gotten worse because they're they're on their Reddit, they're uh, 
they're ignoring concerns that investors are having about their investment. Like, okay, you guys have delayed another time for the release of this console. Where's my money? And <laughs> Tommy is like straight up ignoring those posts. And he brought some other guy in who's like, well, well, there it's in a it's in an escrow account. And uh, yeah, so and that that's all they're saying. They're they're not telling what what the status of their investment is in relation to when this console is going to launch, which would then determine when these people could start expecting a return on that investment. They're they're ignoring those questions, but they are responding to the shills that are saying, "Oh, we understand." You know, here's another five thousand dollars. <laughs> don't reward that, folks. <laughs> like, don't, don't, it, don't reward that. Let it, it go. It is a grift, a hundred percent a grift, and it's just, it is what wow. it is. You wow. know, wow. you're better off buying Evercade and buying the Intellivision cart and enjoying things that way, Kev. So there you go. All right, Joe. What what what's your zany prediction? Uh, my zany wish prediction, which will probably never, ever happen, is that, uh, one, Nintendo actually brings back Virtual Console and brings <laughs> it back in a great way on the Switch, which everyone has been lamenting and you know, bitching and moaning about. Because on the Wii and then uh, extensively the Wii U, they had a great kind of system going on. They had, like, you know, TurboGrafx games, Neo Geo games, Sega Genesis games. None of this, like, tied into Nintendo Online BS on there. And, of course, my purchases on the virtual console for bo both the Wii and Wii U do not move over to the Switch. And so <laughs> uh, it would be You're great SOL. if Nintendo would do that. But I seriously doubt that would happen. Uh, another kind of you know crazy prediction is that you know microsoft releases consoles microsoft releases tablets like the surface so what's what's there not to happen as far as them releasing some sort of portable device that taps into the cloud i don't know if they have ever wanted to do that you know a lot of people have lamented the fact that you know we never seen a portable from microsoft you know and that's my zany prediction for Xbox because, you know, they do have the ability with the uh, hardware divisions within Microsoft to probably come up with a pretty kick-ass uh, handheld. I mean, they could probably even match, God forbid I say this, the Steam Deck. And, you know, they should have been the ones kind of, you know, proponing, uh, being a proponent of uh, portable PC gaming because, you know, Windows basically equals PCs, you know? So it's just kind of crazy to think that, you know, it's like low hanging fruit, but it was never kind of realized on that. So zany predictions, zany. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, for PlayStation, you know, just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see with all this business. It seems like they never figure out what's going on and, you know, we'll see once they bring out their, you know, game pass equivalent, uh, coming up you know we'll see uh, what's going to go on with that but uh if they give me any sort of way to play ps1 ps2 ps3 games on my ps5 i am all for it but i don't know cool. if it would be considered zany that you know it, well zany wish 
miracle plea. if it does happen. We'll see. So. Yeah, I have a plea though. Mine is mine is mine is uh, a plea, and that is for uh, Nintendo to listen to our friend Willie D on Discord and or Will D on Discord and basically say, please, re- re- just just it was fun. It was cute. You trying to, you know, with the handheld and the switch and ooh, I could play it on the go and all the other bullshit. It's sweet, it's fantastic, but it's time for you to just, you know, move into the times, get us a 4K 60 frame uh, switch. Just call it the Switch XL or something else. I don't know. You already have the Switch Lite. Just you already have a way that you can transfer uh, your profiles. It's it's dog shit, but you have it. But I, just do that, please, please, for me, you for 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 me and Will. Just just do that, you know. You know, I'm tired of being the high res hater when I really want to be the high res <laughs> lover, and I can't because because you won't allow me to be. You won't allow me to be Nintendo. You know, is the high res lover. Yep, I would love to like. Do a Billy Ocean song about it, and let's get it done. So, so that's my, you know, plea and my weird prediction. My prediction is that they will happen. They will see reason, and they will say we've been foolish, and this was a fun gag. But here you go, everybody. Here you go. Here's what you always wanted. I and, and the thing is, I think that it would sell like hotcakes if they just would just allow themselves. To just to just be cool, you know. They think that they're being cool, but they're not. So just be cool, Nintendo. Yeah. You know, be cool. But then they look at their bottom line and they say, "Nah, bruh." We I know, I know, and it's like it's like we we still buy it. We still. Buy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I would love for them to go back to having a portable system and a home system versus just they do. System. Yeah. <laughs> they do though. They literally have both. They have the the, the dock switch light switch and and yeah, the switch right. light. Like they yeah. literally do. That's what I can't understand it. That's why I can't understand it. You know. So anyway, whatever. That's 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 my sadness. That's my lament. That's my 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 prediction is that they will. I'm holding out hope that Nintendo will be the hero that we need in 2022. So, uh, okay. So thank you everybody who who came in and, and uh, gave their thoughts and their wacky predictions. We really appreciate it. Uh, so the question for next uh, episode is going to be, hey. what? what? Uh, sorry what? to interrupt. I was thinking and I should have let you know. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I had a great idea because of your uh, opening sequence. Uh, we should do top three games that you want to play in your backlog. Oh, okay. So, so you heard it here for you heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. Well, Joe, why don't, we, why don't we edit? Joe, no, I'm not gonna edit. Joe said all right, it. All hey, right. Joe said it. <laughs> Question of the week. Why edit? From Joe. We're doing it live. Joe, Mr. Fongul. Joe, Jabroni Chief. This just in from corporate. We have we have from from the front lines. We have Jabroni Chief, you know, coming in, you know, hot with a question. You know, what are the three games that you want to beat in your backlog for 2022? Put it in the comments. And what we'll do then, what we'll do then is we will uh, we, we will earmark this episode. We will earmark episode 154 and then we will come back to it 
sorry, we'll, we're earmark, we're, we will earmark 155 because that's the question that that's the, the episode that we're going to answer this. And we're going to see, we're going to check in, we're going to check in to see huh. if, if we, uh, your hosts included, have achieved those three goals. How about adding a channel to the Discord for Backlog? So yes, and, we'll do that too. Yes, do that. We'll track it there. So yes, yes, we'll track it there. But then seriously, on that episode, come December, we're going to mention this episode and we're going to bring it up. <laughs> and and maybe maybe depending on if we get a lot of a lot of interaction and a lot of people you know get into it. Uh, maybe we'll give something away at the end of the year for for, for the people who uh, who do this, you know. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll do something. Maybe maybe we'll add more, you know. Again, maybe maybe if you do your three plus like you know five more, you'll get something cool. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. we do, we do have a channel in the Discord entitled "Your Playlist and Game Accomplishments." It's kind of would play off uh, something on that because. Uh, there is a way on the Discord to comment what you've been playing, you know, post like the in credits of a game you might have beaten, so on and so forth. So there is already some sort of back and forth on this already on the Discord. And it's just kind of plays into more of a backlog situation versus playing something new and hot. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is we're serious. We are serious. You hear this? We are super serial. You hear it in my voice. We are super serial this year. We're going to we, 2022 is going to be the year of completed games. Completed um, I'm going to say I'm going to say it out here. I've been thinking about. I have never really played that much of the original Infamous on PS3. I'm going to play that. And I'm going to. Be, oh shit! Oh. You heard it here. He's going to be Joe. It's going to be game. something. It is a great game, actually. I played it before too. Um, Joe saying it here. He's going to be adding it. So let's keep him. Let, let's let's make sure that he does what he says he's gonna do. Everybody, I'm I'm excited now. I'm excited. So the question: What are the three games that you are going to beat in 2022? Put drop them, drop them in the comments, drop them on our Discord. We will have a new channel. Uh, join the Discord. Get in on this. Uh, who knows? Uh, we might have some prizes to give out at the end of the year for those who participate. You never know unless you do it. So that's it for me. I'm going to turn it back over to Kevin. Kevin, what's up, friend? All right. Well, what's up is our next topic on our docket, which is going to be the news. All right, Trader Joe, you on deck? All right. Good deal. Okay. First thing this week. Uh, there was a lot of hubbub teching back and forth about the upcoming game Dying Light 2 on there. So there was like some news story saying it's going to take 500 hours to beat the actual game. And, uh, they came <laughs> I'm not back putting to that on my list. <laughs> clarify that it's going to take like about 25 hours to beat in about, I think, 60 to 90 hours for all the uh, side content on there but one thing that kind of caught my eye too is that they came and said that the uh, the developer tech line has spoken up about its post-launch content plans and they have said we are giving our guarantee in quotes uh that they're going to continue to support the game for at least five years after its release on there so and so they are guaranteed to expand the world of dying light to stay human for at least five years post-launch with new stories locations, in-game events, and all the fun stuff you love on there. So they are 
in it to win it with this game on there. So, and this game comes out on February 4th. I know it's just been a kind of a hell in the handbasket with this game as far as, you know, it's been in development for a while. But, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of bring this up because, you know, this game's really not on my radar to buy day one. But it's like, you know, with promises of this game being supported for many, many years, which, you know, they actually did what they did that with the first dying light and so i don't know if any of you two gentlemen were looking at dying light 2 other than just the you know there's tons of games coming out the next couple months i'm not sure if this is going to be something you're going to check out right away or see what develops um it made me want to think about dying light 1 actually i know that we had talked about it maybe a year and a half ago uh, when they put it on, I think they put it on sale. Uh, it was the like the the. It was before that last edition came out, and you were talking about it, and I was, and you were like, "Oh, you should probably play it." And then I tried it, and that's this is back when I didn't really, you know, when I still had my kind of like about first person games, and so part of me is kind of thinking maybe this is the time to go play the first one, and um and see how the first one goes, and at least play the story before jumping into the second one i probably will not buy it day one but after seeing this and the five-year commitment uh to support i was like okay you know this is kind of cool maybe maybe i'll go back and see what dying light is all about because yeah like i said i had the first one for for a hot minute for a hot minute and then um and then i got rid of it uh because again i wasn't really into uh first person so then i again you know, this might be the time for me to take take the time, see what it's like, and then and then move on from there. But but we will definitely uh, see. Um, um, I'm of the same mind too, Des, with that because you know I want to see what the first dying light is and what Techland kind of promised on their Twitter account is that they are going to release a next gen capable version of the first dying light, and fantastic. that's still in the works. And I immediately went out and I purchased the repurchase because I traded the game into, but I never really I dabbled in it a little bit. I have a couple friends from work, uh, my friend Omar, which I think you know too, Des, as well. You know, yeah. You, you yeah, went I've to a couple of Monster Hunter events hmm? together, but him and a great couple guy. of friends play um, Dying Light on PC. And so it's been a great game for them because it's been like supported by Techland and they've supported the game and they have played hundreds and hundreds of hours of it because they've had couple DLC campaigns, a lot of content dropped, so on and so forth. And so um, part of me is looking at that GameStop trade-in deal saying, oh, you get 30% towards Dying Light 2. But I don't necessarily have to buy this at launch, especially since mm-hmm. it's going to be supported for as many years as it is. You know, I want to kind of see what everyone says about it, you know, especially with games of this type. You know, you've seen the tour. Destiny 2 comes out. Everything's kind of coming in hot. You know, even though they've worked on it for quite a bit of time, same thing with Division 2, where people didn't really care for it at the beginning, but they kind of just reiterated and reiterated and updated and patched and whatnot to make it to where it was just like uh, end-all be-all on there. So so I'm probably going to take a wait-and-see approach, even though I am interested. And kind of take it from there and maybe d- dive into the first game and maybe at least check out the main campaign, maybe some of the DLC and kind of go from there kev any is a, thoughts is it a, is it a two-player game i believe so yeah you can play co-op yeah so oh, cool you can All play right. co-op on the second game as well so cool any thoughts kev mm-hmm. 
Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of zombied out. Nah. To be yeah. honest, I I am it. I've I'm because I'm I've looked at gameplay of this game. I looked at gameplay of the first game, and I'm I'm just I'm just not pulled in. I'm not. Yeah. I I don't know if it's just my my guess is that it's the zombie theme. I'm just kind of over it. The last couple of games that I played with zombies in it weren't that great, in my opinion, anyway. So. Totally valid. I think I'm just kind of <laughs> like over. Okay, another zombie game. Great. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll maybe on Black Friday. <laughs> I mean, this definitely sounds like a good Black Friday get, though. You know, to be completely honest, it does sound like one of those games, you know, that you could get for for next to nothing after a while, and then just kind of sit on it, um, and then return back to it once the new once the new uh, stuff comes back. You know, I I think the whole dynamism of of the uh, of the changing landscape that's supposed to happen, you know, with, with who you side with and all this other stuff might, might be, might be cool. So, so. And another thing, first person melee combat is hard to get right. Yeah. And I'm just not convinced that Techland has got it right. I'm, I'm just not from what I've seen. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I don't know though. I think, I, I think I'll wait. Yeah. Or I think I'll pass. Uh, it's it's a pate. I'll either pass, I'll pass, or wait. It, you know, and I'm waiting. <laughs> you never I mean, know. It might it might hit like a Games Pass or PlayStation Spartacus service or something like that. You yeah. Know? yeah. Never know. So, but anyone out there has played Dying Light and you have kind of some two cents for us as far as that's uh, worthy of a playthrough or if you're excited for Dying Light 2 definitely let us know in the Discord or on Twitter so yeah alright next thing I want to talk about and this is a common subject if you're a long time listener of this podcast and we haven't talked about it in a while but you know we have a the noted PlayStation stake bet PlayStation Ooh. PC stake bet but uh, um Game Informer was interviewing Corey Barlog, director of Santa Monica Studios, and of course the director of God of War, which recently got a PC port on here. And he stated in an interview with Game Informer, said, I think it was the collective of studios all over saying that this was a really good idea. We should really be looking into us eventually. I think it reached that tipping point where we sent so many suggestion box suggestions. They were like, I'm tired of hearing this. Fine, we'll do this. Uh, basically, he was stating that within Sony's internal studios that they're all asking and beg- commenting and asking PlayStation to you know, release their games on PC. They wanted to see their games on PC. So this is based on feedback from within the studios on there so and he had a further comment saying that it's a process we're still figuring out as a company as individual studios how to do this and what the process and strategy will be on there i guess they worked on the port for god of war pc for the last two years on there and uh, they work with the external studio but they are obviously heading the direction as far as what they wanted to do on the pc port and then he made a further comment uh, about Ragnarok saying right now we're just taking one game at a time kind of looking at each one and determining okay is this the best thing and we'll gauge how it goes to, 
Do people enjoy it? Did we do it right? Is there something we did wrong? Uh, what can we do better in the future if we do this again? But at the end of the day, it's ultimately it's Sony's decision. On so talking about porting the uh, further games onto PCs. Yeah. Let, so let me let me just break it down to you what that really meant. What that really meant. How much are we going to give to you if we put it on PC? How much money, you know, can we stand to make by putting it on PC, and s- except for for keeping it on 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 uh, exclusively on Sony, uh, on on the PlayStation? How much money can we get? Well, we know that they uh, the the studios can get more money for us doing that, but how much money will Sony make? Hmm. Yeah, it might let's, be too. Let's talk with- about it. A little within, bit later. <laughs> yeah, but within the studios themselves, if they're saying, hey, we're going to release this on PC too, maybe that budget grows. Maybe they're providing more money to develop this game. You know, Maybe it's part of the outlay as far as the uh, overall investment as well. I mean, I so. can see that too, but I'm just saying, like, Sony got to get some money from it, you know? Yeah. Sony got to be like, I need to, Sony's like, I need to get paid. So what's up? <laughs> and I, I think it's good that they're taking a game by game approach because I mean if they just automatically just start porting everything over the PC, you know, you're gonna get your like, okay, do we really want to see play destruction all stars on PC? Uh I don't think so. You know, it's like uh I think taking a game by game approach is probably a good thing and obviously waiting the prerequisite uh amount of time between console launch and PC launch on there you see how everyone's kind of going gaga over god of war this past week and monster Hunter rise you know being on steam it's just kind of nuts that you know basically our warmed over like leftovers on console <laughs> are you know spruced up you know obviously taken out of the fridge defrosted you know add a couple yeah. more ingredients into it making yeah. it an entirely new meal out of it but in of itself by itself it's still the same content so yeah, but these con these people are starved, you know. I yeah. think it's funny. I think I think people it's weird because like they're they're PC. They are the they are the master race. You know, you think that they would be okay with missing out, but I guess yeah. they ain't. They're not. They're not. Don't get it twisted. PC gaming gamers, they'll make you think that they bought these thirty nineties and these are you know these uh, highfalutin CPUs just to play some you know real time strategy? They be, they want these games. They want yeah. God of War. They want Horizon Zero Dawn. They want these types of games because even though they're running on the most powerful platform available, I mean depending on how much you sink into it. There, there is no PC third-person adventure game that even comes close to what Sony's doing for their consoles. That's what. That's where all the fanboy stuff on the PC side comes from. Oh, you're a peasant. Oh, you're a console peasant. You're paying. You're you're paying to play online. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're doing the other. You know, I don't have to do all. This. That's where all this stuff comes from. Because they want to play games like this, but when they go to Steam or they go to Epic, for the longest time, these games have not been available. And they have just been in, they have just been feeling some type of way and saying, well, I'll be, you know, I'll be damned if I'm going to go buy, go out there and, and pay a, you know, 
a plebeian console, put that money toward that. I got a PC. Mm. That's Valve why. Should... That's why I said. That's why I said, Sony ha- it could do something that's going to make them a lot of money, or they could do something that's going to destroy what they've already built. You, you, you're not you. You built this empire on the only on PlayStation foundation, right? So now you're trying to dip into this realm of PC thinking that you're going to get PC gamers to buy a console. You may get a few, you might get a few. And there are, there are, there's a lot of people on Twitter that you'll see that say, Hey, I got a PlayStation and a PC. I'm set. Hey, I got a, I got a Nintendo switch and a PC. I'm sweat. I'm set. You might get a few of those, but for the most part, you're going to be hard pressed to get a PC gamer to want to go into to buy a console because it is completely antithetical to how they view gaming. Mm. But when you start, so when you start throwing your exclusive titles, the games that made PlayStation the console of choice for two generations now. Without, you know, without, without question, and you start throwing them on uh, PC, you are devaluing the, uh, the product that you already have. Whereas for Xbox, they can get by that because, I mean, they have a, they have the operating system that all PCs run on. You know, you don't see... I mean, there's there's Linux, but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you want to play a game on a PC, you gotta have Windows. Mm. It it, it uh, well, is it, it well, is that way right now. Well, we'll see what Steam Deck does because Steam Deck's running off a modified Linux operating system, and if there's enough support and everything is good to go on that, you know, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. So. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're gonna get that kind of coverage from a dedicated handheld to come close to the stranglehold that the windows operating system has on PC is that that's that that's rough <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a high hill to climb yeah that well, is a really see. high hill to climb i'm kind of curious with all the steam deck um hubbub as far as how easy it is to install their operating systems on there and see from there but we'll have to see once they become more out in the wild so mm-hmm. but what's your i mean what's your feeling kev about the whole pc playstation on pc you think they're going to go day and day you know we open this conversation up again what do you feel about it now versus when eventually we they it? will eventually they will i i, I think once you open the gates they're the only thing you can do is open them up further. Uh, like I've already said, I'm I'm console for life, you know, because of the way things roll turned out, you know, the way these uh, graphics cards and CPU manufacturers treated their customers during the pandemic. I'm I'm over PC gaming, so I'm going to be console dude for life. You know, it is what it is. I'm am I playing paying more? in the long term than I would be if I just, you know, cranked out the cash and got a high end PC. Probably so. But 
it is what it is. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about I don't have to pay the 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 upcharge from a retailer like I do if I want to get a 3090 if I can find a 3090 from a retailer because Nvidia has decided to just crank up the price of their GPUs just for the hell of it because, you know, the the scalpers are getting paid more. Why can't we do it? You know, so it, you know, I'm going to be in the console regardless of what happens. Uh, but I think you, you run the risk of losing your console base or a percentage of your console base who view these PlayStation exclusives as a big reason to own the console. Now you'll say like, well, then how come when they do their digital, you know, Call of Duty is the number one game, you know, 2K 2022 is the number one game. Well, it, they're the number one game because they're those are multi-plats. But the reason they have the PlayStation is because, oh, I can play 2K 2022 and God of War. I can play the next Madden and Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. They're getting both, right? You have access to both. And while those games have greater have a greater presence or as far as sales, the reason to own the platform is lockstep with your exclusives. That's how that's how the console business has always worked. You know, so if if they feel that they can rewrite it and change it up some type of way i mean you know they're the ones that are looking at the numbers they're the ones doing the forecasts you know if they feel that they can that they can completely change the way consoles have been sold since day one you know more power to them but i think they run a greater risk of messing up what they've built as opposed to building up if they go day and date there you go all right. Well, speaking of the Steam Deck, Valve has said the Steam Deck is still on track for a February release. And so uh, they posted a new update on their blog on Steam, and they have confirmed that uh, these revised plans are still in play with the Steam Deck still starting to wing its way to customers based on reservation order from the end of February. Global pandemic supply issues and shipping issues notwithstanding. On there. Um, additionally, the company notes they've been sending developer kits out in quantity with more on the way so that game creators can adequately ready their tit titles for Steam Deck's release on there, securing them because there is going to be a verified tick mark on the machine focused version of Steam if a game's already prepped and ready to go for the Steam Deck. That's on cool. There, so. I like hearing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, in fact, I was—I think I was mentioning last episode, but uh, I was listening to a four-play podcast, and I know one of the um, hosts on there already had a Steam Deck and was playing around with it just to verify that their game uh, was available and had the Steam Steam Deck certification. So, so they're out there. Uh, there's a lot of good impressions on it. Uh, they consider it almost like a game changer. I can't wait for mine. I'm gonna buy a dock so I can play it on my living room TV. Um, possibly another dock to play on my monitors as well and kind of take it from there kind of uh, see how I could incorporate a uh, having a, a portable valve 
PC, you know, from room to room and then be able to play some more games and kind of use it almost like, like my adult switch on yep. there. So I can't wait to come and visit. Yep. Or maybe I'll come up and visit you and bring it with me. How about that? Oh, there you go. Damn. Oh my God. Oh my God. But such value. Any other thoughts on the Steam Deck, you guys? Any anticipation? I know we talked about last week, so I don't know if there's anything above and nope. beyond what we talked about. Not for me. My anticipation is playing it with you and and <laughs> and, and extract and extracting all that value from your from your dollars. I have a question. Um how come Valve can get this relatively complex portable out in the midst of a pandemic, but in television, Amico can't get seven-year-old baseline Android tech out with games that take one person to build in like four days uh, the to power market? Of Gabe. I guess the power um, of game. That's, I, I, I would love to get a, and yeah, I'm still on this. I'm going to be on this for a while. Competent um, businessman, you know, you know, Griff. I'm going to be on this for a minute. Uh, this, this, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I, I really don't. I don't understand yeah. it. I think, and I think your, I think your questioning is 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 justified completely. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, as as far as the Steam Deck, if if the Steam get Steam Deck can run my PS3, Xbox 360 games as well as my GTX 1070 can, uh, I'd probably I'd probably get one, and that way I wouldn't have to, you know. <sighs> I wouldn't have to work, you know, have 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 the the PC anymore. Uh, I'd, I'd do something with it. I don't know what, but probably give it to my nephew. But um, well, definitely yeah. run all your like um, fan games, like the Legend of Double Dragon and the Final Fight game you're referencing. Yeah, the thing is though, is that they need they run off of Windows. They Double Dragon does not have a Linux version. No, you yeah. can, but you can add, uh, you can, you can put Windows on it. Yeah, and I, I need to see how they will run that and yeah. my, my other games that my Steam games with the Windows layer on top of it to see how well that goes. And if it can run them as well as a 1070, I'd, I'd be down. Man, I know, it, sure as all get out, a you know, listener of the show Alberto could attest to. There's gonna be ways. I know. I listen. I watch this YouTube channel called Retro Game Core. Yeah, and it, it's a point that he, the whole purpose of that channel is that he messes a lot with a lot of these Chinese uh, manufactured portable systems, you know, based out of either Linux or Android on there. And uh, there's a bunch of emulators and whatnot. Everyone in that community is salivating over the Steam Deck because they kind of see it as like a one size fits all type of solution. So not only are you going to have, uh, you know, people working uh obviously to put windows games on this uh, steam deck you're also going to have the community out there putting every brand of retro arc you'd ever want to own the man and put every emulator known the man on this thing to be able to play like a back catalog of games as well so yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at is is maybe this whole because this will incentivize um this will incentivize creators to add and this is going to be this is going to sound completely like well i'm probably not but like i'm not a mouse and keyboard type guy so and I'll, i i would use my steam more 
if if I didn't have to use you know the the mouse and keyboard. So if if these games that are going to be coming out that are that have that are you know switch, um, sorry that that are Steam Deck compatible, uh, will then be optimized to be used with a D-pad and a and a um, an analog controller. Then I, that's what I'm looking for as well. And then and then being able to optimize. Um, other old school like GBA games and stuff like that, and then taking that on the road. I mean, it. I, I'm I'm with Kevin. You know, I'm with Kevin. If this if this thing really takes off, and it really you know is a kind of one size fits all for for emulating games, for old games, for for new indie games. I might have to pick it up too, and I'm, that's yeah. why I'm really that's why I'm really kind of you know waiting with bated breath to see how it looks when Joe gets it because because if the if the interface is good and I'm able to play these games then I see no reason why I need to keep my PC either you know I, uh, that's that's I mean this could be a pretty big game changer like I don't yeah. Like yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, a little, I'm a little concerned by because I'm like, you know, it's it's shaping up to be pretty fun when you when you really look at it. And I'm and I'm not a tech guy, so so you know, y'all got to spell this shit out for me, you know. So and I need to, I need to, I need to try it and look at it. So you know, um, my aspirations for the Steam Deck is I want to play some of the JRPG goodness I have on PC that's in my backlog that I have not played on Steam because like I yeah reiterated. exactly. Forever in the day, I don't want to sit in the same place I work at remotely to play my games. I want to play on my TV and so, or, you know, elsewhere out of my work area. So it's like, I want to play all the Tales games I have on Steam. I want to play all the Nihon Falcom games, like the uh, Legend of Heroes, uh, Trails of Cold Steel, Trails uh, of the, from the Sky as well, as well as a lot of the Ease games I have on Steam. And I um, want to play those games too because you shared your library with me, so I'm there with you, buddy. <laughs> tisk tisk tisk. What? What? I I'm there for you. I feel I feel it. I'm there. With AKA you. the gaming grifter. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. He'll catch on. <laughs> All right, and then other, in other news, this uh, episode, uh, another thing came out this last week. This got announced in Famitsu, of all things. And I just wanted to get your guys' take on this. Uh, uh, Bandai Namco has announced a free-to-play Battle Royale, My Hero Academia Ultra Rumble, uh, Rumble excuse me, is going to be released for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on here there's no release date but you're going to be able to team up to win a 24 player rumble in multiplayer action on there they're um, planning on hosting a closed beta test for my hero academia ultra rumble uh, participation details will be available via the official website so what's your guys's take i know battle royales are not mm -hmm. exactly up our alley but to me a uh, my hero academia battle royale 24 players not too too much um i wish you could have seen me i was straight up <laughs> dodging in my chair i was like nope miss me with this <laughs> nope i'm good so hey for all you for all those folks that love it 
you know, more power to you. I hope you I hope you extract maximum value out of this game, but this is not for me. Nope. Sight unseen, uh, this is not for me. Sorry. Like uh, the anime, you know, like the manga, but this is not for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna wait and see myself. I mean it's free to play, so it's like what what's the worst thing? I mean I've invest like a half an hour, an hour just checking it out and see if the, if the gameplay loop is there, you know. See what kind of gotcha mechanics are in the mix, you know. How about you, Kev? I know you've uh, you're a fan of the series as well, so I am a fan. But you can miss me with that. You can miss me with all of this. <laughs> yeah. Free to play, battle royale. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be playing uh, uh, Demon Slayer. So when they can when they can give me a. Um, when they can give when they can give me a My Hero Academia, the same quality that this Demon Slayer game is, then then y'all can talk to me. But you can miss me with all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, that's a that's a three, uh, two thumbs down and an indifferent <laughs> from the <laughs> just like well, it's free. Yeah, I'm it can't be free, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I I right. can't no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not willing to judge it unless it's in my eyes, but you know who knows yeah. who, who knows Go if they'll ever even be better. loaded on my hard drive. But you are a better say? you're a better man than I am. I can't I just know myself enough to just know that like number one I suck at competitive mm-hmm. games. Number two, free to play just does not just it just ugh. And, and and it sucks that free to play has that connotation with it nowadays. It's just but I just can't I just. Mm-mm. I don't have to smoke crack to uh, know it's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm gonna wait and see. Remember that PlayStation Plus game that came out last August? I even forgot the damn name of it. It was like that multiplayer, like battle royale, where you're all brawling and fighting, and it lasted all of one hour for me at that. You know? <laughs> and I could probably have gained one hour of gameplay in a game that actually was worth a damn by not even trying it, but at least I tried it. So <laughs> he, said, he said, "I don't have to try crack." whack i'm sorry that's just that just sums it up for me too it's just like <laughs> yup <laughs> sitting in church preaching yup yup I, I don't even remember that we i think you downloaded that uh, do you remember the name of that game i don't even remember the name of that game i have no so. idea what you're talking about uh let's look up wasn't that 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 uh i know what about? you're talking about it where the, the the characters look like they had masks on Yes, Hunter Arena Legends. Yeah. Oh, generic yeah. as hell. Yeah. yeah, generic as hell. I was trying yeah, to play I, that thing. I, yeah, you were That's you were a, trying hard too. You're like, oh, this yeah. could be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could the, the the they got they got dancing. Yay! And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, Joe, stop yeah, it. They have they have afros. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I they, they have afro dancing. <laughs> Come on, black people, afro dancing. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> no wait till february <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay maybe we'll get a games a game pass the blacks on xbox banger next month we'll who knows we might that's that that should be the prediction yeah <laughs> right there yeah <laughs> super fly the game 
There you go. Y'all are out of control. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next news story I want to talk about just briefly. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Remember this game that got unveiled at the Nintendo? One of the Nintendo Directs last year. Um, this is like kind of pseudo open world Kirby. So they have a March release date for the game. They announced it's coming out on March 25th, 2022. Uh, there's some more gameplay details. There's new two brand new copy abilities. And there's going to be co-op mode for two players as well on there so um you'll be able to move freely along its stages forgotten land will include uh, of course kirby's traditional copy abilities uh, by inhaling enemies kirby can copy their powers uh, so they're showing in the latest trailer traditional abilities such as bomb tornado hammer crash sword and fire on here there's two new powers drill and ranger on there i guess drill form was in kirby 64 but this is kind of playing different on there uh, well also because it's a kirby game have mini games in the local co-op mode which a second player will control the bandana waddle d and uses a spear uh, in the game as well so we'll have to take a look i know kind of i'm interested i don't know about you guys you know i don't know if i need to give my switch some love but every time a kirby game comes around it's just like i always promise to play it but i never pick it up or if i do pick it up it just collects dust so <laughs> i mean i so the thing with kirby and i i think we should all we should also acknowledge this is his 30th anniversary so this year is his 30th anniversary so hopefully some other really good kirby stuff is coming out um i haven't played a really good kirby game in a while so if you were planning on picking this up or want to try it i honestly might pick it up with you and play it with you i think this is a good candidate for a multiplayer uh nintendo uh game right now so so if you're serious <clears throat> if you're serious and you and you really want to try it and, and and pick it up and play it i might play it uh, uh two player with you again because you know it's it's kirby's 30th and um i haven't played a really good kirby game in a very very long time so. I heard Star Allies is really good, the other Switch Kirby game. I heard it's real easy, but I guess they've kind of added some stuff in the end game that's a little bit more uh, gamesy and a little bit more, uh, put a little bit more meat. Oh, well, I have, bones, I have so. no idea. Yeah. I again, I haven't played a Kirby game in forever. So, how about so you, I Kev? More than willing. Yeah, I'm Kirby is like my favorite Nintendo mascot. So. Yeah, I'm, I'd be down to play play this game. I'm definitely interested in seeing how this how this rolls out. Uh, I did not see the updated. I did not see the updated trailer, but the intro trailer to this game really kind of grabbed my attention. You know, Kirby's walking through what seems to be like a human mall. a human mall, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to see how what's the story behind this. I want to see what's going on. And like I said, Kirby's my favorite mascot for Nintendo. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to be picking it up. Well, definitely we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'll be out there in the March. So maybe it could be a good palate cleanser after all these, like, Elden Ring and for, for Horizon Forbidden West and everything coming out that, you know, we have a kind of a cool little cute kirby game to kind of play and whatnot so yeah and it doesn't yeah. matter when you pick it up because you know it ain't going on sale ha. Uh, i mean he ain't been, lying there's been some sales on some nintendo stuff but you're gonna have to wait a while so 
Nintendo want fifty nine ninety nine on Black Friday, fifty nine ninety eight. Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, happy happy birthday, Kirby. All right, and then last thing I want to mention, just as an aside, just as a reminder for you guys and also for the community, is that uh, WayForward is actually bringing out a PS5 version of River City Girls. And it's planned to arrive on PlayStation Network for PS5 on January 18th. So, and if you happen to own the uh, River City Girls for PS4, you will get a free next-gen upgrade on there. And it's going to be supporting some exclusive features for the PlayStation 5. It will support the DualSense on there. Uh, They did not say whether it's going to be haptic feedback or audio coming from the controller on there but it's also going to support the uh, playstation 5 activities you know the thing in the dashboard that tells you like how far how soon you are to earn a particular achievement so on and so forth and providing like you know hints just in case you need a hint to get to the next section of the game and whatnot so but uh, as you know river city girls 2 is also in the works and it's scheduled to come out for everything under the sun including a potato. It's coming out for PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC in 2022 on there. But uh, keep an eye out. I have not played River City Girls yet. It's fun. So I'm going to definitely get the PS5 upgrade and check that out. So It's fun. It's definitely worth playing. Mention a backlog game. That's a backlog game for me. Uh, My three, but it'd probably be easier for me to beat than other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play it with you if you want. It's a fun game. Right. Awesome. Good deal. And that is the news for this episode, gentlemen. Well, all right. All right. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard anything that you want to respond to, or if you yourself would like to be on the show and get your opinions out to our listeners on your perspective on gaming, you're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter page. Our Twitter is at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. We've also, as we be, as we often hype up our Discord, uh, our Discord server, and it is a great place to share your opinions, interact with fellow gamers, uh set up game set up uh try to set up game date game days gameplay days you can do all that there we've got a wide variety of diverse opinions on gaming yet everybody gets along uh none of the uh uh, trash fire shenanigans that go on on other social media platforms we have a very happy but diverse opinion group of gamers over there. So we would highly encourage you to join our Discord server. You can find that link on our Twitter page or on whatever podcast aggregate you use to download this show. Uh, and before I go into our uh, our individual social media accounts, I definitely want to shout out the folks that contributed to our main event. As always, without you guys, we'd just be three old dudes shouting into the internet ether. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things you could be doing, could be listening to, could be responding to, but we appreciate that you've taken some time 
to hit us up with your feedback. So special shout out goes to Fred French, Crucial Chase, and Will D for participating in this week's main event. Uh, as I mentioned before, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on PlayStation Network at uh, Shownuff7. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number seven. I'm also on Twitter. Shownuff71, same spelling with 71 at the end. Xbox Live, I am Shownuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shownuff71, the same spelling as my Twitter account. And my Switch friend code, 76582155309. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? All right, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. Uh, on uh, PSN, Steam, Xbox Live, you can find me at Nemo Tigger. That's N E M O T G G R. And then on Nintendo, you can find me. My friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, forwarding all those wonderful contest entries and forwarding to you too. Yep, we're trying to dodge them <laughs> like, like the Matrix. <laughs> yes, I am under the user handle Jabroni Chief, J A B R O N I C H I E F. Uh, PSN and Steam, same handle, same spelling. Uh, Xbox Jabroni Chief three seven four, and my Nintendo friend code is four seven one two. Five nine five three one four zero nine. I have no Amico friend code to provide yet, nor probably ever. But and as and and as always, when you reach out to us, please let us know how you found how found out about us. Talk, you know, mention the show or mention you know Jabroni. Mention something that way we talk to people, not bots. They know why. Indeed, indeed. So, folks, that is going to bring episode one fifty four to a close. For Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Who is that food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar? I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digger, Dulamite. Purple bling bling. Yo. Yo. And say we will be back next week with episode 155 in your eardrums. Peace.